This episode is brought to you by Miro, the online collaborative whiteboard where distributed product teams get work done. Go from idea to execution using pre-built Kanban boards, sticky notes and retrospectives all on an infinite canvas. Learn more and try Miro for free. Visit Miro.com to get started. That's M-I-R-O.com. Welcome to the Product Podcast, brought to you by Product School. Here, you'll get fresh insight from the people at the very top of the tech companies who make the products we love. Remember, you can learn product management live online. Visit productschool.com to discover our new certificate path. There, you can also join the world's largest community of PMs and network with the leaders from these podcasts at our online events. There's something happening almost every day. Hi, everyone. I'm Kalpana Berman. Thank you for tuning in today to listen in. Uh, thank you to the Product School for having me here. Uh, so what I thought I'd do today is share some of my learnings from the last uh, 15 years of my career, uh, particularly focused on the product management track. Um, and I titled it Moving Beyond Getting It Done because I think when you start out, you start out with really focusing on um, everything about the product. And as you move up, it just becomes more about the people. So how I started out, um, I actually started out as a product development engineer in my career um, after I got a bachelor's degree from the University of Florida, go Gators. Um, and I did that for about three and a half years until, of course, I realized, like I'm sure many of you, uh, that I wanted to do something broader um, that had a little bit more breadth of responsibility. Uh, and I decided to go get my MBA. And because I wasn't sure which um, career track I wanted to do exactly. I decided to join a rotation program at Intel. Um, And that's where I got a taste um, for product management. um, And I loved it. And I ended up getting a full-time offer at Intel for a strategic planning role, which is essentially like the planning part of product management, where you are talking about the features, the vision, the strategy, defining the business models, et cetera. But because of the long life cycle of hardware, uh, you're not actually in charge of the execution. Yes, makes it very cozy. Um, And then the last few years, I actually started doing the more traditional product management role. Currently, I am a principal product director at Nike, uh, where I have the pleasure of leading a team working on several retail products and experiences. So I think everybody's kind of seen this, but when you start out in your PM career, uh, you're really focusing on the what. You're focusing on the definition, on feature releases, on the nitty gritty. You are probably working with engineering every day. You're writing user stories. You're calling into stand-ups, et cetera. Um, but as you move up in your career, uh, your breath really increases in, in kind of two parts. One is you're probably managing multiple products at that point. Um, and then you're also in charge of the vision, the strategy, the business model. You're exploring different options. You're not given something and then told to work on part of it. You're the one setting that. Uh, so this is really focused on the why. And then, of course, along with that comes the fact that you're now coaching, mentoring, managing, leading, and more importantly, inspiring. You're the one that needs to be in charge of how you set up your organization, your company, the people for success to ultimately launch um, awesome products in the market. So a few years ago, um, the company I was part of acquired another company. Um, And 
uh, I was part of the tech due diligence team and they asked me to join as a product lead once, once we finished the acquisition. Um, and this org never really had a product team. Uh, so I was one of their first product managers. Um, and I went in swinging with the fences. So I uh, immediately spoke up about how I thought things should be in terms of processes and product and who our target customers are, et cetera. I didn't hold back in every meeting, no matter who it was. Um, and that didn't go so well. Uh, it was a very engineering driven organization. I'm sure none of you are in that situation. Um, and the CEO of that uh, company, the founder and CEO that we acquired um, was an engineer himself and he was still um, there as part of the acquisition. Um, and though we launched some pretty cool products, I'd say ultimately it was a huge failure on my part to bring everybody along the journey. And so my first kind of tip advice learning is that communication is key. Um, this is so obvious, but it can get lost particularly for A-type blunt personalities like myself and, and I'm sure many of you. Um, everyone has different communication styles. So adapting yourself to that is very important. Obviously don't lose who you are, but um, your goal is to get through what you what, what the vision is and to collectively come up with something great. Um, and it's important to listen and communicate effectively in that regard. Um, and not everything has to be said in meetings. So I am a very blunt person, as I said before. Um, take time to address some issues one-on-one -on -one with individuals. Uh, you don't have to speak all the time uh, about everything um, and make your voice heard. Um, it's okay to deal with things offline uh, and not do it in a big forum. And in fact, I recommend that if you are part of an acquisition or startup. Um, and then be proactive, put a lot of thought into what people, what, what might people be thinking about? Um, so in a lot of these big meetings, you're sitting, whether it's like the CEO or VP of a $34 billion PL or a um, CEO of a five person startup, you have a ton of learnings and um, thoughts and their own agenda um, and be proactive about listening to it, about thinking about it before you go into a meeting with them. Think about their point of view, empathize, uh, and put some thought into it because I think it it will help you a lot, not only to learn more about their point of view, but um, think you can make your points across better um, when you get to meet them. So I think because of the nature of product management, it's kind of in our role to point out things that are wrong, that need improvement. That, it's, it's to nature to, to look at something, give feedback and, and, and improve upon it. And that's, that's me as well, personally. Um, and I think one of my biggest learnings is that we have to put a lot of thought and effort to highlight our accomplishments and the things that aren't problems, because it's not just our job to ship products, it's our job to inspire people to ship successful products um, and to inspire an organization um, to drive a culture to ship successful products. Um, and so a couple of tips um, specifically are celebrate and highlight accomplishments um, along with all the low lights and things that need improvement. Don't forget to point out the good things um, and connect everyone to the vision and impact over and over and over. So in the past few years, I take time um, every month, for example, to uh, do a pretty big meeting with a large number of engineers and stakeholders where I walk them through the accomplishments and highlights and I, and I pull things from customer 
from customers or, or something that shows kind of the impact of the product, because I really think it's important to connect the people working on things um, with what the ultimate vision and output is. Um, and I think driving that morale when times are good will really help you when things are bad. Um, as I have grown in my career, I have found that it's been pretty hard to balance the transparency part with the inspiration part. Um, I am very honest. Yes, yeah, I'm sure you can sense the trend right now. Um, and so it's in my nature to tell people everything that's going on. Oh, what did leadership talk about? And tell me, or um, what's the state of the company and everything to everybody under me or stakeholders or everybody all the time. Um, and though I think that's fine and it's important to be transparent, I also think it is our job to maintain the cool. Um, and one question I started asking myself is, will it make you do your job better if you know X, Y, Z? And will it, will it help you personally? Um, I don't want to cause unnecessary worry. I don't want to uh, put anybody into situations where they're extremely distracted. Um, and I'm not saying we shouldn't be transparent, but there's a way to be transparent while maintaining a sense of hope and inspiration and not necessarily um, complaining about uh, things all the time. Um, and I speak this from experience because um, that same situation that I was in before we acquired company, uh, the morale was really low. And instead of me trying to up that morale and increase it, I kind of participated in it. And when you're participating in it, you are um, extending it. Um, and, and we should have been doing the opposite. We should have been trying to inspire, acknowledge the complaints, try to fix them. But um, not just sit in this little land of morale forever. So I think just asking yourself that and being really thoughtful of particularly the people who come under you or who are newer to, to more junior roles, um, it's important to maintain that sense of hope and cool and transparency, particularly when things are bad. Um, so I think one of the biggest mental switches is um, you're really focused um, as a PM if you're working on an individual product on the nitty gritty, right? And so uh, although that's good, it's in our nature to prioritize and, and be laser focused. Um, think big. So, how does this tie to the company's business model? As your, if you're a director or VP or higher, that's that's your job. It's like, is this the best thing that we could do? Are we fulfilling a need? Are we bringing in revenue or or, or fulfilling your company's mission via these products? Um, you should be setting aside time to think about this because you're gonna be in so many other things and fires that you need to proactively set time. Um, and then at the same time, advocate for your product across the company. So um, in my career, I think I've done a fairly good job of this part actually. Um, and it's helped a lot. Um, just advocate from your product to everybody because it takes everybody to ship a successful product. Sales, operations, marketing, um, engineering, of course, uh, everybody, everybody should know what you're trying to do. Um, and it ultimately will help um, the product at the end of the day. Um, and then kind of along with that, as you keep moving up, you're going to lose track of knowing your products intimately. Um, you know, the everything from something minute, and then all of a sudden you're running multiple products and, and uh, you might not have a level of depth for each of them that you had previously. Um, so a couple uh, pieces of advice. This one's obvious, but don't forget to use your team's products. Um, 
And then when you do use them, don't immediately communicate the things you don't like. Um, can't count the number of times we're working on something and you get an email from somebody repeating, oh, this is great, but da 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 da. Um, and along with that, establish processes that allow PMs to highlight their accomplishments or issues and allow people to give voice to their thoughts and concerns. Um, I find that we need to have different levels of these communications, uh, product reviews, not just between product managers, but then also product reviews to external stakeholders. Maybe that's marketing, maybe that's sales, it's engineering, et cetera. I think different audiences warrant different levels of discussion. Um, and so setting those processes early on allows everybody to have a voice, allows everybody to ensure that you're on the right track. Um, and uh, ultimately, in my opinion, leads to more successful products. This episode was brought to you by Miro, the online collaborative whiteboard where distributed product teams get work done. Go from idea to execution using pre-built Kanban boards, sticky notes and retrospectives all on an infinite canvas. Learn more and try Miro for free. Visit Miro.com to get started. That's M-I-R-O.com. Thank you for listening to the product podcast. If you liked this episode, don't forget to leave a review on iTunes. For more product insights, head over to productschool.com.